0: Welcome to Not Your Mama's Relief Society Podcast, where we are kicking the culture to the curb and embracing real talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ. No matter what, you are welcome here. So put your differences aside, pull up a chair, and let's talk about the kind of love he taught us. Welcome back, friends. I have another awesome special guest today. Today is Randa Cantor. She is a friend of mine that's actually in my neighborhood, and I have loved her for a very long time. She is an incredible person, an incredible mom, and she has one of the most powerful testimonies I've ever heard. So I, for a long time, before I even started this podcast, I've been thinking about it for probably two years, and I've had a list in my phone of people that, if I did it, if, if I did a podcast, I would interview. And Randa's been on that list for a very long time, so it's finally coming to fruition. So welcome, Randa. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here with you. I'm so glad you're here. Tell us maybe some fun facts about you. Um, Fun facts. So I
1: met my husband in a singles ward. Oh, that's, that's a fun, fun. fact. He yeah. had been married before, so when we got married, I became an instant mom. I have the sweetest stepdaughter and i have four other kids with my husband so five total ranging from ellie just turned 18 all, wow. all the way down to three our, our baby is three years old yep, yeah that was her.
0: and she's here and <laughs> she's she here. is our other very special guest <laughs> and we're so glad that she is here with her giraffe huh yep. that's amazing i love it yes so we are going to talk about um Parker's story. So do you want to tell us a little bit about Parker?
1: Yeah. So Parker is my eight year old son. Um, he was born with spina bifida and he is paralyzed from the chest down. So he uses a wheelchair to get around. And, um, yeah, he was just our little surprise. I don't even know surprise awesomeness that joined our family. Um, we I had had a totally healthy pregnancy, so it was a complete surprise. Right, it was, was not what you're expecting at um, all, not what we were expecting, and I never ever dreamed that I actually this is, it shows you how naive I was. But I thought that when I married Mike, like it was tricky coming into motherhood and being a stepmom and dealing with that yeah. whole situation, even though like as much as I love. Ellie, and she's great. It was, it's just, it's hard jumping into that. Yeah. And dealing with, you know, those different family dynamics. And so, I thought that that was my, I was like, check. My hard thing is done.
0: Like, <laughs> You want get one thing yeah. that's hard. One, so, like, really hard oh, thing. Oh, cool. I'm done now. <laughs> I know. Just pass me off Special kingdom. I'm ready. So, <laughs> it was kind of funny
1: because, um, oh gosh, she was how old was she when she was when he was born 7 8 9 she's 18 he's 8 what's the difference there <laughs> my friend. you're asking the wrong person <laughs>
0: me and math do not get along but that age range yeah she uh-huh. was i think uh-huh. she
1: was 9 okay. and, when he was born and it was it just totally i was like oh my gosh i can't believe this is happening like i thought we had had our real hard thing right <laughs> you're done <laughs> so yeah so parker he's um a super super happy kid and just has a completely magnetic personality and is just a joy to be around so despite all of his physical challenges he has definitely taught me and our family a lot about what it means to endure and what it means to endure with patience and happiness and to be able to just find joy
0: in life regardless of our circumstances yeah. A hundred percent. Parker is the sweetest. And actually, um, I think I told you this story, but because of Parker, we were at, um, well, I didn't realize this at first, right? But like we were at the store and Charlotte wanted to pick out a Barbie and we were going through and it's so hard to pick a Barbie, you know, like there's just so many choices. And so she had the hardest <laughs> time, like she's going through all of them. And I'm like, like, I'm trying to remember what it's like to have these kind of problems, you know? Where I'm like, this is so far out of my scope of understanding at this point in my life, right? <laughs> but for her, this is a big deal. we got to figure out which Barbie. It's a very serious decision. She's going through going through. And she picked out the Barbie in a wheelchair. And was like, it's like Parker. And I just love that, like, your family has been such an example to our family. And that she totally sees that as something, like, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. You that know? not a wheelchair yeah he does that's right he does do you ever ride in his wheelchair you do I like it before she learned to walk she could ride his wheelchair right yeah that's a good time huh sis I know but I just I love that like it totally normalized it for them and she still plays with it it's still in her room it hasn't been like lost in the abyss or sent to dads or whatever mm-hmm. like she still plays with that and like I just it made me feel so happy that she wouldn't I don't know what the word to be, but just like
1: dismiss that or like look past it.
0: Yeah, or even like think it's weird or like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Where anyway, I just I just it really made me happy to know that she thought that was a cool thing. Like, oh, cool, it's in a wheelchair. Yeah, like it wasn't like weird or anything. And it just, um, yeah, it was a, it was a special day for me to like be proud of like the daughter that I have that she is so loving, accepting other people. I mean, because her own brother has his own needs. He's not in a wheelchair, but he has so many hard things, and sometimes she's like, ah, I hate autism, and whatever, we're like, sometimes we all do, you know, like, Mm -hmm. but we love Evan, and we love all that comes with him, but, um, I just, I love the example that you guys have set for our family, and in her intro, I should have said, she's also a published author, so we could talk about that, too, because I read that book to my kids so many times, and now we're reading I Am Safe, so, um, tell us a little bit about, well, actually first let's talk about you decide either books first or talk about like, just kind of paint a picture, like day in the life of Parker, like give us an idea of what that looks like. Cause to you, it's just normal, right? Mm-hmm. You just do these things and you'll tell me things like nonchalantly. And I'm like, I could never do that. <laughs> like I'm a special needs mom and I can never do that. Right? Like, it's just no big deal to you, but give us everyone else who's never know what that's like. Like give us a picture of what it looks like to be Parker's mom
1: okay so day in the life of Parker I set my alarm at five fifty so that we I can get his um with his spina bifida he has a neurogenic bowel so he his bowels and bladder don't work so um I go mix up his medication and while he's asleep still I flush it in his accostomy tube and roll him on his left side in his bed <laughs> kind of a gentle like good morning, roll over. Yep. Like, okay. There it is. Okay. And then he has to lay there for 15 minutes on his left side. And so I go back in and get the rest of the stuff ready to flush his bowels, get his seat all set up. And then when the timer goes off, go put him on his, um, it's like a special toilet shower chair. Cause he can't sit up on a regular toilet. And so I carry him in there, which that is starting to get, this morning I was like, "Oh gosh, whole entire he had like heavy. slippery gym shorts on," and oh. I was
0: like, "Shoot,
1: <laughs> I'm going to drop you. you. Gotta be careful. Might need to take those out of his wardrobe options,
0: sure. <laughs> so he's not so slippery." Yeah, um, you get like shorts with like the grip socks, the grip. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I know I was it,
1: that startled him and like really woke him up and he because he thought I was gonna drop him I was like sorry but yeah I sure that's I won't terrifying you.
0: you're like that you're a dream you think you're falling but then you're like you <laughs> Gosh, when you're actually totally falling mom's
1: arms falling. ah
0: mom yeah that's terrible um, so
1: take him in there um, and then I have him help like hold himself up so I can get his shorts and everything off and then he just sits and waits so I hook his um, tube up. His tube, and it flushes through, and then he just has to sit there for an hour and let his bowels, like, let it all clean out. Do its thing. Do its thing. So, we give him his medication during that time, and that's also when we catheterize him. So, he has a an appendicovesicostomy, which is, he calls it his magic belly button.
0: Okay, Not the very long Because we word. just stick okay. a
1: catheter in his belly button, literally, Whoa. and that's how he pees. So... And empties his bladder.
0: Well, kind of nice that it's not always in his private parts every it's single time. So
1: nice. Do you it's know what so I mean? Nice. If you're doing yeah. that
0: every day mm-hmm. and probably multiple times a day, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so magic belly button. His magic belly button. And so it's pretty the, magic. My my belly doesn't pee. Right. So, you I know. know,
1: he'll use that as his like, you know, like special fact, something about himself that he'll be like, I pee through a straw at my belly button. I mean, and kids are like, "No way! No, yeah, right." they are like kind <laughs> yeah, of fascinated, right. There's like, "No way! That's, There's no that's way possible. that's a thing! Like,
0: <laughs> that's magic! It's cool."
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, we cap him. He brushes his teeth there. Sometimes he has breakfast there. We get his twenty minutes of reading done there. Sure, I mean it's an hour. So, and then um, when he finishes, like, dump out his bucket, give him a shower. And then getting him dressed is quite the task because he can't really help sure. with his lower um, body. So it's just, you know, we have a, a good system there. So we get him all dressed and by 7... Uh, and then put him in his wheelchair. Yeah. And he's learning how to get his braces on. So he has a TLSO, which is a um like a back brace. Okay. And um, because he has some scoliosis and then he we get his leg braces on which he's getting pretty good at helping with that and his shoes get him all buckled in his wheelchair hair comb then he wheels out to the kitchen gets his water bottle his backpack everything and then um I send him out the front door and lock it behind him and I meet him out by the garage we have the ramp by the front door and Get him loaded in the car, and then he goes to school. He's in a typical classroom. He's super smart. Um, and Macy goes to the class. Macy goes to school too. Yeah, that's
0: true. You're right. I only, me and Tiki only do at school. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you okay. and Tiki. Uh, yes. She. Um, I wish you guys could see these eyes. Like she is the cutest <laughs> in all the land. Huh, friend. Thanks for sharing. Your, I know you're your such a good helper.
1: Um, and he has a one-on-one um, helper at school, she's amazing, and he, she is hired, literally, she just, like she casts him during school when he needs cath, and, um, helps Does him he just transfer. tell her when,
0: or is there, like, a so set time? Every four hours. Every yep. four hours, okay. Every four
1: hours, he gotcha. gets catheterized, and then, yeah, he has, you know, she helps him transfer, and, you know, get into his stander, his mobile stander, he has, like, a upright where he can be strapped in, in the standing position and it has wheels on it so he can reach and do other things that he couldn't necessarily do in his wheelchair Sweet. and that helps strengthen his legs and um, stretch his body out and then yeah I pick him up after school and he comes home or we come home and he same thing we have ramps on the front and back so he is gotten where he can go in and out himself and he's pretty independent so thankful for my other kids with loading in and out of the car because he his wheelchair is getting heavy and so is he but they're yeah. so awesome like I lift I lift him into the um car they are right back there, like lifting his wheelchair and helping me right. get everything loaded um so Parker has a hand bike so he likes going on bike rides he loves um playing with friends he's always asking to have friends over he loves playing basketball and he plays on a he has played on a wheelchair basketball team and at, on a baseball league, the Miracle League um, of Arizona. And there's just, anyway, so many fun activities that he loves, just like a typical, any typical boy, right? right? He just loves being around people. He, um, He loves people. He is, loves being a part of anything and everything yeah and he's friends with everybody it's so cute how even just last night he went with um, Mike to a young men's activity and he came home and he's like yeah he like became BFFs with this boy and they were like talk just chatting it up about all sorts of stuff and he just he loves everybody
0: that's amazing I know and my kids love him so much I think He's so funny when they do see him. Because we were mm-hmm. in the same ward, but our ward split. So now we're in the same neighborhood, not same ward. But, yeah, if they ever see Parker, they're like, there's Parker! Yeah. You know? He's, like, everyone's mascot because he's just so, he's so sweet and kind. And mm-hmm. you're right. Like, just because he has these physical limitations doesn't mean that he doesn't love people and want to be included and want to be around people. Yeah. Um, which is great segue for talking about your first book. So tell us about that. Because I remember as you were even writing the process, like, you even you some questions about like tools for kids with autism. And yeah. I, anyway, um, I, we love that, but we read it a lot. I'm so glad to hear that.
1: It was such a neat process. So, um, the idea for it started when Parker started kindergarten, actually, and his mm-hmm. kindergarten teacher asked me to come in. Well, first she called me and just said, I don't know what to tell all these kids. Like they're asking me so many questions about him and they're, you know, wanting him to share his wheelchair. It's like, he gets to bring this toy to school that he gets to ride (laughs) around. And can we have a turn and just all these things. And she, it was an, it, it was a really cool thing to just see this teacher that cared so much and wanted to know. She's like, I don't even know the answers to a lot of their questions. And I'm not sure how much if even if i did know that you would want me to share or that would be okay to share and so it was a really neat opportunity i started searching for different books she wanted me to come in and talk to the class and tell them about him and i had a hard time finding something that really mm-hmm. had the message that i wanted that was a positive uplifting that we all just have differences and that's awesome that we yeah. all have differences. It's not But a bad also, thing. <laughs> there's so many things that we can find in common with anybody. Yeah. And so that was the inspiration really for Uniquely You. And so it just followed. I chose which was hard to do because there's so many amazing kids that have had such a huge impact and been such good friends to him. But I the stories about Parker and one of his friends' crew and it just shows how they are interested in a lot of the same things. They're able to do many of the same things but just in very different ways yeah so the whole message of the book it's called uniquely you is just that um our uniqueness is what makes us really connect with each other and then when we can see the beautiful unique things in other people then we'll be able to appreciate that in ourselves and be able to make connections with anybody and everybody
0: yeah and how I, that makes
1: our world just yes. such a better place
0: it does, because, and that's often how I explain to people about Evan. It's like, well, what are you good at? And they'll tell me. Mm-hmm. And, I'm like, what are you not so good at, right? Yeah. And they'll tell me. And it's, sometimes it's funny the kids' answers. Yeah. They'll be like, like, one girl was like, I am really good at swimming. I'm like, cool, what are you not good at? She's like, I'm working on diving. am like, cool, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds <laughs> great, right? Like, that's cool. Um, or sometimes if I have a longer conversation, I might say, I'm really good at making friends with people. I'm really bad at math. Or whatever, mm-hmm. like I might say like things I'm good and bad at or yeah. whatever that like, and not bad, I try not dare to ever say bad, just like things that we're working on or yeah. things that we're, you know, haven't gotten as good at yet or whatever, yeah. right? And I just tell him like, Evan has a really hard time understanding like how to be a friend. He loves people so much. He doesn't understand all the rules. Yeah. And he's really, really good at making people laugh and quoting movie lines mm-hmm. and he loves to move his body, right? So same idea that like, we all have things we're good at, things we're not so hot at, mm-hmm. and that the more we can, like, honor those differences and just embrace what is different, yeah, yeah I do think our world would be a lot better place. And yeah. we're talking about special needs kids, but this applies to everyone, yeah, right? No matter what your, like, preference for anything on this earth, mm-hmm. right? Whatever side of the fence you stand on, any issue or anything, we all have differences, and we all... But really, if we try hard enough, we will always find common ground. Yeah. Always. For sure.
1: I know. One of my favorite things about the book once it was finished is there's a page that has all the tools, and that's one that I had asked you about. Um, different tools that you use for with Evan. And um and I just love the conversation every time I've done any author visits that I that it brings up where kids are like, Oh my gosh, I have a friend who uses that or I've seen one of those before yeah. and there is something on there that everybody has personally used too. And so just talking about how there's so many different tools that we can use when, you know, when our legs don't work or when our body
0: can't function a certain way or or like we're overwhelmed with something or right. Like, and I think what's funny when you first told me that I was thinking like, like priming, I was doing all these things about like verbal tools I use. And then I was like, Oh, you mean like, Hands on to them. like oh like they use headphones and yes. but like lots of people use headphones and I tried to normalize it for Evan mm-hmm. by like look your big cousin because the over the head like, over the ear headphones are like trendy now yeah right so it's like oh like other kids wear them too like there's nothing mm-hmm. he doesn't need them as much as he used to because sometimes now he'll just cover his own ears and he knows. Yeah but um, you have to try to like I like you said that some of these tools we use anyway Mm -hmm. and not all that unfamiliar or if you have seen someone use it to just normalize it Mm because there is nothing scary about it yeah
1: I know and there's so much just power and I love when I get messages of people who have read the book and then been able to have conversations with their kids about and felt more comfortable as adults to know like oh when I'm at the park and we see a friend that's different when my kid asks why are you in a wheelchair or what happened or what's wrong with you? That that's okay. And that that is a great opportunity to open up a conversation with that other family Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, with your own kids about why people are the way they are and what things make them who they are and how I I just love it. I love it so much. That is
0: amazing. And especially because I think oftentimes it's based out of fear, right? Mm -hmm. That we don't know what to say. And so, yeah, that's actually a great thing. Like, how, yeah, how do you guys feel about, like, hey, when they say, why are you in a wheelchair, whatever, like, so, or is there maybe other ways? Like, yeah, give us maybe some tips for parents come approaching you, right? Or, like, yeah. any other kid they see in a wheelchair, and let like me be a walker or, like, whatever. Like, some maybe they have some kind of physical limitation that mm-hmm. way, right? Because a lot of parents don't ask me up front because he doesn't seem different at first. Yes. Until he punches their kid, and then, then they have a conversation, and <laughs> right, and it's a whole different ball game, yeah. but specifically speaking to, like, children with, who have, like, more, like, a physical limitation, what are some, like, good questions they could ask, or, like, some good, maybe, you know, conversation points, or whatever, something that could kind of help give them that empowerment to know, like, that it's okay to ask, and it's, you know what I mean, It's I think it's not out of, like, not loving, it's often, I think it's out of fear, yeah. So they're, like, will shoot, and or they're like don't talk about it or whatever Mm because they just they don't want to offend anybody but then they end up kind of being offensive sometimes yes
1: right I, I think the biggest thing is if your child says something and even if it sounds to you like oh that's so rude or that's probably offensive just acknowledge that is such a great question like I'm so proud of you for noticing that there's somebody that's different than you like why are you in a wheelchair You know, or just kind of helping to rephrase. Because sometimes kids are a little bit blunt in how they say things. Right, because they don't really know. I mean, they're just saying what's in their head. Yes, but instead of, you know, pulling them away and just being like, oh, I'm so sorry, and, you know, kind of rushing away like, oh, don't do that. Don't say stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just letting it be, open up a conversation. And, you know, some people maybe won't be receptive to it, but I would say 99% of people, families, and kids that, use a wheelchair or that have you know special things that physically you can see right they are different Mm -hmm. are gonna be totally fine talking and answering questions Parker has he loves it and he'll tell you he's like oh I was born with legs that don't work and one other tip that I I love when people do this and I have tried really hard I learned this from a friend who has an older son that uses a wheelchair um who's nonverbal also oh. and um just talking directly to don't assume because you see that somebody has uses a wheelchair or has a physical disability that they can't understand or hear you or oh, yeah, yeah. you know and just getting down on their level and asking them like hi what's your name and maybe they can't answer and maybe they won't be able to and then their caregiver will step in to sure. say oh yeah this is parker but that is one of the most common misconceptions that mm. brand new people that come into our lives, they will talk to me about him. And he's almost nine. Right. You know, he's looking at us like, why Why are you asking my mom what my name is? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's my name. And I can tell you why I'm in a wheelchair or all about me. And I don't... Yeah. So that's something that is really awesome when people just are not afraid to. And sometimes it might be, it has been for me a little bit awkward where I'm like, oh, they can't really speak or communicate back with me, but that's okay. You know, just, I think it just makes, creates this feeling of connection and love when we just get on someone's level and aren't afraid just to look them right in the eye and acknowledge them as a person.
0: hundred percent. And I love that idea of just first ask their name, just like you would with any other frigging kid, yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> ask their name, yeah. And I love that idea even of like, and it's so simple. But listen, if that's not your life, you may not think of that, mm-hmm. right? But just to actually get down their level, just like you would any kid that was like shorter than you, yeah. Right, and be like, "Hi, what's your name?" And if they can't answer, then you could just say like, "Good to meet you." Yeah right? But that, yeah, but that my gives you a this. good, like, yeah, it's, it's my so good to
1: see you. Yeah. My name is yeah. Annie.
0: It's so good to meet you. Mm-hmm. And this is my daughter, Charlotte or whatever. Yes. Right. Like, and like you said, if they can't answer, they probably have a caregiver with them Yeah, and can go from there. Yeah. But to always err on the side of ask their name first. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Yeah. Because we're all that. a person
0: first anyway. Mm-hmm. I love that idea.
1: Yeah. And just that connection. And I love when people have asked, um, oh, Parker, what things do you like to do? And just asking. And then you find out a lot about a person about what they can do also and Mm -hmm. what maybe their limitations are because of what they tell you they love to do. Yeah. And, you know, as soon as Parker's like, oh, I love playing football and he'll just go on and on about football and he'll tell you how he's going to play in the NFL. And it's just like, it just kind of shows somebody's, just even what how what they believe in
0: themselves you know yeah for sure well it's super fun and I I talk a lot on here about like being curious is always like the best first step right and you do that with everyone Mm -hmm. so why wouldn't you do that with someone that maybe doesn't look or do things exactly like you do yeah so I love that you brought it back to that because I don't know if I would have thought of that necessarily Mm -hmm. right because I don't I also don't run into that a ton yeah and so That's the thing, too, is when it's not super common. Sometimes we we haven't had that experience before. We don't know. Mm -hmm. So I think these are great tools to be able to, like, have in our tool belt. And when that thing happens, right, then we know, like, awesome. We do these things to show that they are a person first. Because we may feel that way, and we just don't know how to, like, implement it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like, Because I think at the end of the day, all of us have good hearts. Because we are made from God, and he is made from love. So we are made from love. Mm -hmm. And when we are learning how to execute that love better, then it just flows more. But if we don't know the steps to do that, then it can be trickier. Yes. And I love you said asking me likes to do, because that's something that I, I have talked a lot about with Evan is like, instead of asking me how high functioning he is, which I get the question and I don't yeah. think it's bad or wrong. I just think that I don't know how to answer that. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me, what are Evan's strengths? yes and then what does Evan need support in Mm -hmm. right because those are more powerful words than like what does he do good what does he do bad yeah I don't like good and bad that doesn't doesn't feel empowering to me but to say what are his strengths and what are um the things he needs support in is a way more it's a more clear answer that I can give a more definitive answer Mm -hmm. because when you say how high functioning is here like where is what level is he at like I'm not to answer that and I'm like uh because what exactly are you asking me yes right and I think again it's only out of not knowing what to ask and not knowing what to say mm-hmm. I don't think it's out of like hating Evan or hating me or whatever no. you know I just think we don't know what to say and so and I just think the same things you might ask and maybe we don't maybe that's the problem too is that we're not asking each other enough hey what are some of your strengths
1: exactly. how can I best support you Yes. Well, and also when you see something that's different, like when people see Parker's wheelchair, I love when people just ask, Oh, why do you need a wheelchair? Like, what do you use that for? Yeah. And that opens up. And same thing with like, Oh, I like your, I noticed you have, are these braces on your legs? What are those for?
0: Yeah. Why do
1: you need those?
0: Yeah.
1: And then I love the commonality. I mean, it's like, if I said, Oh, why do you need glasses? Oh, I like your glasses. Those those look really cute on you. What, what do you need them for? You know, and it's something that's
0: terrible. So,
1: and a lot of things like glasses, it's just assumed, you know, why probably you're around it so often, often. but then it brings this commonality when somebody, when you have met somebody that uses maybe leg braces or oxygen or whatever, that then you see that again and you have this common ground to be like, Oh, I made a friend once and he Mm -hmm. needed oxygen. Yep, Like he
0: needed it for this reason. Yeah. Do you use it for the same reason or, you know, why is that right. something that you need to have? It gives us more exposure. Yes. exactly. You see people with glasses all the time. So you have lots of exposure to it. Mm-hmm. Right. But we yeah. don't have as, as much exposure, which is also unfortunate, but that might be a whole other topic yes. for another soapbox for another day. Yeah. But yes. So I love that. And so that if we kind of have these tools with us, then when we do come across that, then we just remember those things. We ask mm-hmm. their name get on their level yeah. we ask them what they like to do we ask about what how they we could support them yeah. like these are all incredible things that can help us all just be to be able to execute the love that's already in us
1: yeah and, you know? and have that inclusion that our savior had right? right just to be able to love everybody for who they are and exact to love them exactly as god created them
0: Yeah, Yeah. because there's nothing wrong here. So we're just going to love them as they are. I love it. And you wrote another book called I Am Safe. Yes. Which my kids also have been reading a lot lately. Charlotte actually picked it out like two nights in a row. She did. Yes, she loves it. Which I feel like plays into this too because that book is so cool about how powerful we are with the thoughts we have. That thoughts are just like clouds in the sky. They just come and go. Mm -hmm. And the ones that we cling to become beliefs. And the ones that we don't want to we can let them pass right they're not us Mm -hmm. and it's just a really cute way if you're looking for a book to help your kiddos understand kind of like how our brains work a little bit and like what we can do with those thoughts and like tools you can have to like equip yourself when those things come yeah it's also very powerful which is awesome because we can teach our kids to like be inclusive and accepting but also, if we can empower them with, like, what to do with their own brain and accept themselves, yes, which is a, something that I, because I didn't accept myself for a very long time, I am, like, hyper-vigilant about teaching my kids that they need to love themselves exactly as they are. Mm-hmm. And so, having this as a tool to tell my kids, like, I'm safe, I'm okay, and to, like, love and embrace who they are, anything, anything I can get my hands on to empower my kids in that, I'm in. I'm in for it. Like... I even bought this like affirmation deck because Charlotte like thinks it's so fun to like say these affirmations yes. about herself and she like looks in the mirror and like flips her hair and like, she knows she's amazing. You know, I'm like, if I can give you no greater gift than to understand the value you have because you belong to God yeah, done, you know? So that's another incredible book. If you're Thank looking you. for resources that way, because yes, I, I think it's important to understand things outside of us, mm-hmm. but if we are not good with ourselves, it's a lot harder to accept things around us. You yeah. Know? Oh,
1: for sure. So I actually, surprise, have a third book coming out.
0: What? In Sneak peek, friends. Sneak peek.
1: <laughs> and it is all about that, about loving yourself and how mm. through your relationships with other people, and even sometimes the struggles that, or the seemingly struggles that you have in your life, yeah. that you can realize how magnificent you are.
0: So, oh. Magnificent
1: Me coming out okay, in friends. February. you of heard it Hair First.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is exciting. I love that. And she is such a cute author. Like, I, my kids always love these books. So, it's helpful when they, they pick them out. Because yeah. sometimes, if I'm the one picking the book, then maybe they're not they quite interest. as interesting. Yeah. I mean, they're just down to read, which is great. But when they pick it out, So clearly, it's kid approved. If Charlotte keeps saying, "I want to read this one," and sometimes I'm surprised because it's a little bit longer. It's not, which is fine, But like, so I'm always shocked when she brings like a longer book. Uh You know, but she also loves there's um, this social curriculum, like social thinking curriculum. Okay, and it's for Evan, but she loves them. And it's like how to keep your body in the group and like how to follow the group plan. Like these social rules that everyone else just kind of picks up.
1: Yeah, and Evan's
0: like, "What's that?" Like. Oh, that's right, because so they just they just process different, and yeah. so they don't see all those rules like we all just picked up just watching our parents. Right, uh-huh. but they're long too and very repetitive. Mm-hmm. She picks them. She picks whatever. Them. It's fine. We love our children. Um, Yeah, so that's really exciting. That's happening. Thank I you. love that. I'm
1: so excited oh, too.
0: I love it. So through all the things that you've had to go through with Parker, how do you feel like that has taught you to love yourself more? Um. I think the biggest
1: thing is when I try and empower him and I'm telling him you're perfect just the way you are and um and I truly believe that about him like I can look at him and I can see all of the physical challenges he has and um how he could fall into um my life is not fair and this is so hard. And like, why did I get dealt this really bad hand yeah. mentality? And I don't want that for him. And so I try so hard to just help him see the positive and it has helped me realize as I'm trying to empower him with those beliefs that that's true about me too. Yeah. And that I am good and loved exactly as I am by God and by our savior, that I, it makes it, it's like, how can I be teaching this if I'm not also believing that the same is true about myself? Right. And so that has been a huge thing for me because I, I think we all struggle with that a little bit, you
0: know, yeah. like just that everybody, I get to meet a person who's like, I have no flaws and I feel perfectly wonderful about myself. Yes. <laughs> and especially
1: with, a struggle for me has been my physical appearance and being okay with that and being
0: which okay P.S. with my size and stupid gorgeous so, so, so which cute. is hilarious that she would say that but but that's the point is that even people that like the rest of us might look at and be like, she's got it all together. Yeah. She's so beautiful that no matter what you look like, everybody I seriously have yet to meet a person who doesn't have like things they don't like about themselves yeah. or things that they're learning to accept or whatever. So that's a common struggle. Mm-hmm.
1: And there, even yesterday, I Parker, got, he got a little bruise on his leg. So I took a picture of it so I could make sure that it's not getting worse or whatever. Mm-hmm. And his little legs are getting really deformed. And in a photo, I think I saw it even differently than just taking care of him on the day-to-day. Yeah, How his ankle, like his legs are just so thin and just so skinny and narrow and his bones... Are starting I don't know he's just starting to get some contractures and he his physical frame does not it looks a little bit deformed and it doesn't look like a picture perfect even just another little boy typical boy his age right and that's hard for me to see that because I don't I want him we want that for everyone we love right, right. to be to be normal, whatever that actually means, I don't right? Even like, know, but yeah, just normal to, is
0: so just a weird word anyway. But yes, yeah, like you want them, like of course everyone ju- wants them to be able to just like run free and you know do whatever you know, like this typical and just to life. not have to
1: struggle. I guess is what it boils yeah. down to: is to have as much ease as possible. And when you see things that appear in a worldly way bad or not ideal I guess um it's hard it's hard to see that and it's hard to when you think try when you when you don't stay in the present and you try and think of the future and what that might look like
0: yeah
1: um I just I saw that and I just thought oh this is so this is what we're trying to prevent like I'm trying to like do all these this bracing and you know, at bedtime, he, we have this leg brace to try and keep his leg straight. So he's not all bent up when we get him out of bed in the morning. And, um, and that, that stuff, I always like the thought came to me just so clear when I, last night, when, after I had taken that photo, um, that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He is loved and he is going to be just fine. And that to me is such a testament of, I'm just fine, and you're just yeah. fine, Annie, just the way you are. Yeah. And as long as you are trying to stay close to God and to allow our Savior in when we feel those flaws in ourselves, and when the worldly part of us wants to focus on those things and make them into huge problems to be fixed, sure. <laughs> that we can just push that aside and remember, no, actually... We're children of God, and He loves us exactly as we are, and we're just going to keep trying to, you know, improve our relationship with our Savior and remember that He's there and remember what the whole purpose of this life actually is, Right. and then it's totally fine.
0: Right. Because I don't recall reading anywhere in the Book of Mormon that says that um, having a beach body babe life is... Our purpose in life, yeah, right. So, <laughs> or is
1: gonna be our ticket, right? Right, to, like that's somehow to gonna heaven. get, yeah.
0: <laughs> our ticket I mean, to the what size you. your bikini, then you're in. No, like that's never been a thing. So, yeah. and it is so easy to get caught up, and of course it, it is. is because we're surrounded by it all the time. Mm-hmm. But I love what you said, and it made me think about like, yeah, our bodies are temporary anyway. These these particular bodies yeah. are temporary, right? Yeah. And they house this incredible thing right like that we if we can try to look past those things, then I would imagine that's I love that you're saying like you you get to look past that and see the incredible spirit that he has and mm-hmm. all that we all have yeah. right, that our soul is so in, amazing that if we could like part the veil for just a minute, right isn't there a quote about that like if we could yeah. part the veil for just a minute, we'd be blown away mm-hmm. with like the people that are housed in these bodies, and yeah. I love that, I love what you're saying about like being able to have that opportunity to just understand that that doesn't matter. And what matters is getting close to God. And those imperfections are divinely designed for us to get closer to God. Yeah. Right? They're there on purpose. And at times I think, I wish I gave my kids a life of ease. But if I did, they wouldn't learn anything. Yes.
1: And right? they wouldn't become who they need to be. No. I know. Um, We had our stake patriarch just recently spoke. And he said, are you... A physical body with a spirit or are you a spirit with a physical body yeah and he said if whichever you believe is true which he's like I will tell you which one is true you are a spirit first right with a physical body that yeah. is the gospel truth right that then all of your other choices if you remember that and focus on that which is so hard to do in our world but right. it's also possible Absolutely. And that's one of the greatest things that Parker has helped me remember. I mean, he's always talking about, he's. he'll actually tell people when kids ask, oh, so you can't walk then? You'll never be able to walk? And he's like, oh no, like almost offended. Uh-oh. Um, I can't walk yet. But when Jesus comes again, then I can walk. Oh, and I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're, You're exactly right. right. Everything's
0: going to be made whole. and, And the thing is, is that, He's been called to help people, right? Like, I definitely mm-hmm. feel that way about our special kiddos, that they yeah. um, have a very special calling in this life. And if nothing else, like, if Evan doesn't teach anybody but me, it's worth it, right? Yeah. I think other people around him are. And I'm same with Parker, like, I think there's, he, if he's changing you, then it's worth it. Yeah. But I know that he's making an impact in other people's lives because they have a unique mission. That's why they've been given these particular challenges in these bodies, because they have a special calling, mm-hmm. and they have an opportunity to, I mean, preach of Christ. I mean, eight years old preaching about <laughs> Jesus coming I again. Know. I mean, that's amazing, right?
1: Right. That is so it really good. Is. It is. I know, is- and mm. just the patience. I mean, I, I know that he was sent to me to learn patience. I just, I am a go go go, and I don't like to be last. And there's so many things that just take more time they do and mm-hmm. it just makes you have to pause and that's okay and it's not it's not a problem we make a lot of things a problem
0: that's in true. our lives We do make a lot that of these are, that are not a problem They don't need to
1: be a problem and that, that can just true. be you know fixed with a good deep cleansing breath Uh, for sure
0: (laughs) there's not a lot of things that a deep cleansing breath can't fix (laughs) right because again it's just the thoughts that come in yeah and if we just take a cleansing breath to push that cloud away and let the next one roll in yeah right because it's just these come and go bless Mm -hmm. their hearts so do feelings right they just come and go and that's true so I think probably a great way to wrap up today is maybe sharing your witness of Christ and about how all of the experience you've had, maybe Parker as well, but, like, all the things you had to go through, like, becoming in this to mom's heart, right? Like, there's so many things. Like, how have those things brought you closer to him? Um, well,
1: I know that our Savior Jesus Christ is real, and I know that he lived on this earth, and he lived a perfect life, and he taught us so much through the miracles that he performed. And... um and he loves us perfectly. And I know that he suffered for us and that he died for us. Um, And the best news ever is that three days later he was resurrected. And I so look forward to when I get to meet him. And I, my experiences, you know, having, working on my relationship with Ellie's mom, my husband's ex-wife and, um, having to do hard things and having to watch myself be prideful and stop myself and reset and try and be humble and doing the same thing with Parker. When I'm like, we got this, like, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to be like the best mom of a kid ever in a wheelchair and a kid ever with special needs and with fine enough <laughs> and all these things. And like, we're just gonna, you know, I'm going to be so on top of it that it's going to just be a breeze and it's going to not be hard. And I'm going to find a solution to every bowel care issue problem. And those, some of some things there's just not an answer or there's not a resolution for in this life. And there's not a, an easy answer except for turn in prayer to the Lord and, and let the savior have those burdens And realize it's okay. Like, it doesn't... It's not really a problem to be solved. And it's... You know, it's just a physical body. Or it's... You know, it's just the way our brains work with anxiety. Or it's just... There's things that you can't solve here. And that that's okay. And our Savior... He's already got it. He's already felt it all. And He's been there. And so... When I'm knee-deep in a a poopy mess... (laughs) And yeah, feeling literally. like, I don't want to do this again. Like, yeah. when my alarm goes off in the morning and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do it. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to do this. And, and, um, and especially when my negativity rubs off on Parker and he's like, I don't want to do this.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I have to just pause and remember the big picture. Like, yeah. this is just one more day of doing the things we got to do to try and keep our bodies as healthy and the best that we can and that's in any situation even with things that aren't physical you know struggles in relationships with people or um that when I turn to my savior and I let it be I just give it to him like this is really hard or I don't feel like doing this and I really don't want to do this again somehow it's just that strength and I and he gives me a shift in perspective a lot of being able to see things for what they truly are yeah. instead of um you know a physical ailment that's a burden and that's hard being able to see have a moment where I can really see my son for the son of god that he is and for the huge spirit that he has and for just the purity and goodness and the hopefulness yeah. for a future where all of that will be gone where all the yeah. hard things will be gone and I I have felt in so many moments, um, my savior just carrying me and I know, I know he's real. I can't explain it in a way that I guess for somebody without spiritual eyes could see, but I know everything aside, like I may not know a lot, but I know that my savior's real. And I know that he, as he's carried me, he'll carry you and he'll, Carry me through the future things because... Because you're not done. Darn it, we're not done. We're yeah. going to have more hard stuff. You have stuff. not
0: checked off that checkbox, Vanda. <laughs> no matter no. when you think you're done, if you're not dead, you're not done.
1: If you're not dead, you're not done. Yeah, and even then, we're going to be put to work I know, just that fast. Like, yeah, we're never
0: going to be like lounging on a cloud. You know, but listen, if I had a lounge on a cloud and play a harp, I would get bored about an hour. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So I'm actually glad that that's not my fate for the eternities that I'll always be working. And I think the work we'll always be doing is love. Mm -hmm. 100%. Everything comes back to that. Right. And so and I think that's what matters is that no matter what our challenges are, no matter what we're facing in this lifetime, Mm -hmm. we're going to spend the rest of eternity learning how to love exactly like he did. Because at the end of the day, what did he tell us? He has two great commandments and what they're both based in love, love, right? So if we're, if that's the work we're doing, then we're going to be okay. Yeah. And if you're trying to figure out, like you said, all these problems are making problems. Can we bring it back to, can I love better? Mm-hmm. That's actually the problem to solve. Yes. And it is well, uh, what we need to do. It it's, is exactly it's what there. we need to
1: do. That was I'm actually saying. one of my, I think I've told you this before. One of my biggest struggles when I first married Mike was I'm like, wait, he's sealed to this other lady and Ellie's mom. Like, I want them to be, like, I want them to have all the same blessings and like goodness and all the things. And then I had this thought one day, and I've just like kind of joked about it, but also been like, it's actually really true. Is I'm like, if I can't learn to love her, which I have over the years, and now I do love her. We yeah. have different lives, and you know, different. We have different struggles, but. I love her and I can see her goodness as a daughter of God and I just can look at that situation and forever my joke was well I'll either love her and be so happy that we're just all there together and one pick a happy family or I won't be there <laughs> <laughs> right so either I, I, I won't make it yeah. or I'll be there and I'll love her and she'll love me and it'll it won't matter like logistics of right. what all heaven looks like fans, or what family right. life
0: looks like right because we we have no clue I mean there's some things we just we don't know in this life right and like Mm -hmm. even back to what you said before about there's certain problems that don't have an answer yet yeah right and and maybe they won't 20 years from now right like science and technology are amazing maybe they'll catch up maybe they won't right or maybe Mm -hmm. it's just not in this lifetime but yeah and there's certain things about relationships and I thought a lot about that right because I'm like yeah what if I marry someone who's got kids and whatever and all the things that run through our minds. Yeah. But I think that's just more examples of, like, the things we're making a problem. Yeah. And I think sometimes him, my Father, I think he has a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Because if he made us, then clearly he does. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> that's a very b- important part of my life is humor. So I'm sure he has a sense of humor, too. But sometimes think he looks at us and is like, oh, <laughs> Randa. Yes. That's not even a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, Or like, Annie, you're so silly. That's, you're so cute. Do you think that's a problem? Isn't it funny to think of, like, there are problems that our kids, like, she can't, you know,
1: Charlotte can't figure out which Barbie, and you're like, oh, to have this be, like, your biggest problem of your month.
0: I'm sure that's how he feels about us. Yes, is, this is not
1: even a problem. Yeah. You know, I've I've already taken care of this. Right, like, if you just
0: give it a minute, like, and, because how many times has there been something dark and heavy right before something amazing happened? Yes. Right, and he's like, can you just hang on for, like, five seconds? right? Because to him, it's like seconds, right? Yeah. For us, it's like five years and he's like, I inhaled and it's here. Uh-huh. So can you just breathe for a second and that's I've got true. you? Yes. And I think that is also an important message that he always has our back. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's one thing that I can attest to is that I have seen so many miracles. How could I doubt that he'd have my back? Yeah. And there's times like, even right now, there's some things that I'm transitioning into that are hard and different. And I'm a little bit scared, but then I went right back to like, okay, I have written down all the miracles I've seen since my ex-husband left and I have an entire notebook full and I'm halfway through another one. So I have miracles upon miracles upon miracles that I have seen mm-hmm. and that I have written down. So how could I doubt these? And it be like, well, you're on your own now. Good luck. Yeah. Right? See ya. Hope it works out well. Like, no. That's not how he works. And as lo- especially as long as I am honoring my covenants, I'm doing my part, then he is promised to give us blessings. And those blessings don't always look like we think they're going to, right? That's also what I've learned is that those blessings may not always pan out like we think they're going to. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Like, we don't get to determine what the blessings look like.
1: That's actually one of my favorite songs. Um, it The lyrics say... Sometimes our blessings come through raindrops.
0: Yes. Sometimes our
1: healing comes through tears. Yeah. And I love that. That's been, that was actually, over the years, has been one of the hardest things just with accepting Parker, his situation the way it is, is I would read in the scriptures about him healing people. Yeah. And I'm like... Kate, okay, I know. I believe that he has power to move mountains. Can't you just take this away? Yeah. Like, you could take it away so easy if yep. you wanted to. And then realizing that so many of the blessings that have come and the goodness that has come into our lives has been because Parker is exactly the way he is. Right. Right now. Yep. And that if he was any different, then we wouldn't have met people or we wouldn't have had experiences that have blessed our lives so much. Right. And so, yeah, he has, God is so good and he has millions of mighty miracles just waiting to give us. And a lot of times he already has given them and we just
0: have to recognize them and see them for what they are. Right. Especially if you're looking, right? Because that's one thing I've loved about having this practice to write them down is that the more you do it, the more you train your brain to look for them. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, in the beginning, it was kind of repetitive, right? Like, I'm grateful for toothpaste. I'm grateful. You know, like, it yeah. took a minute and, like, was a little bit more repetitive. But the more I've done it, the more I've seen, like, oh, I'm so grateful that this particular thing taught me this or whatever, right? Like, it's a, it's a practice. And, and that it's the way helpful. it worked out yes.
1: was a miracle. Like, there's yes. no way that this could have been orchestrated
0: Any other or way, just, like, yeah. been coincidence or happened just yes. this way. 100% for sure I love that and that makes sense because your Instagram is mighty miracles Books, mighty right? miracles yep yeah yeah mighty miracles because they've seen many I love it yeah. so I will link to her Instagram and links for where to buy her book so you can buy both of them and stay tuned for book number three yeah I'm excited <laughs> I really am because Charlotte is she's a big fan Once she talked you're like oh yeah we know her I'm like oh yeah <laughs> we totally that. know her it's like we know Parker like, we do. That's <laughs> oh true. <my> <laughs> I think they even I had at it. Town Meadows, because our kids are at the same school, mm-hmm. and they had like a, they're ta- there's something there about Uniquely You or something, Yeah. whatever, and she was like, oh, that's Parker! We know Parker! And like, got all excited, mm-hmm. like, fangirl, girls, you know? Yes. Like, oh, I know so Parker! Fun. I
1: know some of the teachers have done little units, yeah. like reading the book and then doing little
0: worksheets with Which them, is so. incredible, so. and should be in every school. I know. So let's make that happen. There's a resource Take the world page, by storm. Yeah, yeah, that
1: has all sorts of resources, printables
0: you can do. Yeah. I love that. So, so good. Okay, well, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom and your witness and your just amazingness all around. And I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. You're amazing. Okay. All right, my loves. Have a beautiful week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for being part of this conversation. If you want more, go to my social media at Anniejoy or my website, AnnieJoy.com.